Games in this podcast range from everyone to mature. Hi, it's Larry Herb, Xbox's Major Nelson. Welcome to the official podcast. It's June 1st, Pride Month. Rebecca, Jeff, good to see you guys. How y'all doing today? Doing good. Uh, I love Pride Month. Just honestly, all of these different like cultural moments, it's a great time to celebrate and like listen and learn. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for what we have coming up. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm just glad to see Larry. It's like we're right after Memorial Day and Larry's wearing white immediately. <laughs> like you're, you're on it. Well, <laughs> I have to tell you, Jeff, I did, I did have some family business I had to come back east for. So I'm actually, that's why I'm in a different location right now. I'm doing this. I'm up in Massachusetts visiting family and taking care of some business. So it is, it's like 85 out here and it's great. And I know Rebecca, it's warm down. I know you like the weather, Jeff. So we're doing that. I know. Um, That's good. That's good. Do you like the the weather report? Yeah. (laughs) But uh, no, so it's great. I'm on the road. I'm on the road right now and uh, enjoying the uh, enjoying the the heat out here uh, and the humidity. But uh, no, it's good. We got it. We want to get this showing because it's as you said. It's as we start at the top of the show. It's Pride Month, June first. Uh, Xbox and Microsoft do a lot of things around Pride. We're going to talk about that. You guys each have an interview um, coming up very shortly. Uh, Rebecca, you you talked to Kate Rayner up at the Coalition, and that was a great conversation, wasn't it? Yeah, I was honestly, and I told her this, I was looking forward to chatting with her all week. Um, So Kate is uh, Vice President and Technical Director over at the Coalition. Um, So she already has a really cool job, but then she's also like helping create safe spaces and like fostering the LGBTQIA plus community within the Coalition and Xbox. Um, And she's just honestly a really inspiring person. So I was was really honored to chat with her. We'll do that in a minute. And then right after that, we have Jeff talking with Elliot Shu, who's the designer of the pride controller, Jeff, this is the first time we've ever, we've done some controllers in the past, but we've, this first time we're making it available, right? Yeah. This is a story about uh, us hearing the feedback from last year and, 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 and before that, and then uh, actually, you know, bringing you what you asked for, which is the ability to both uh, acquire this controller and also customize it to, uh, you know, your own own personal taste. And also just before we go too far, it's 55 and sunny. I know you were you're dying for me to, to feed in here. That's what summer in Seattle looks like. 55 and sunny. It's actually great. So I'll take it. But the most important thing is uh, we're playing games. We're going to talk a little bit about what games we're playing uh, since we last chatted with you last. What a show last week. People really liked the Reggie interview and all the other interviews. So it was a great show, but we're, we're back for pride. Jeff, I have to ask you, what are you playing? Well, so uh, you know what I love is like when there's an intersection between Hollywood and games. Uh, it's always been sort of a natural thing, but I think we see it more than ever. Uh, on Friday, I was in uh, LA. We did a really cool Stranger Things thing, and there's uh, there's str- uh, Stranger Things content that is in for- uh, Far Cry Six, which you may have missed yep. during like a you know a busy time, and it's it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then this weekend, I ended up seeing uh, Top Gun Maverick, and there's Top oh, Gun yeah. Maverick content. Oh, you you went to the movies i went to the movie masked up like i'm very i don't want to get sick um fortunately well it's too soon to tell i went yesterday but uh (laughs) things are looking good but then we i came home and i downloaded uh well microsoft flight simulator has a free top gun maverick update has the same music as in the movie which is really cool and there's um so in the movie obviously you'd expect like f-18 hornets no spoilers no spoilers jeff there's planes in Top Gun. I've ruined it. I've ruined it. Uh, so you, the, in the movie, there is uh, a certain mission that uh, Tom Cruise and his entire uh, team uh, has to fly. And you actually get to 
replicate a lot of that training, which is really cool. But then at the very beginning right. of the movie, because uh, it's like 35 years since the last uh, Top Gun movie, he's uh, become like a test pilot, basically. And he's, and he's, he's testing out this really futuristic uh, plane. And you actually get to fly that plane also. It's called the Dark Star, I want to say. And it's like a hypersonic jet where if you do it right, you you can fly from California to Florida in 35 minutes. So really strong tailwinds. And uh, and it's actually a very challenging thing to be able to do it. I was able to get up to about Mach 3 and then the the... the the plane broke apart. So um, <laughs> you can listen to York from the team last week. You talked yeah, about yeah. it. Now Jeff said it. And I know a lot of people have had a chance to play it by now, but it's it's definitely a it's a nice, it's a great yeah. add-on available. That's no yeah, problem. having seen the movie and then coming back and immediately getting to like try that stuff is just uh, in in a manner of speaking, is really fun. And so again, highly yeah. recommend you check it out. Rebecca, have you gone to the movies lately? Are you gonna go see Top Gun? <laughs> I don't I don't know if you're a Top Gun person. Tell us. Um I actually haven't even seen the original movie, so I will probably watch that one first and then go to the movies. Okay. It seems like a good one to do with my dad for Father's Day in a few weeks when I'm home, so maybe I'll well do done. that. Well uh, done. But uh, yeah, so I actually, so I haven't watched any movies, but I did watch uh, the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series came out. Oh, how is it? So I watched the I did too. episodes. Oh, yeah? Um, so, spoiler-free um, review of the first two episodes. Uh, love, I love Ewan McGregor in this role, and it was cool that they had, like, a kind of a preview, or a, sorry, not a preview, a recap for people who are, like, totally new to the to the series. So, if you haven't watched, like, the prequels or all the Star Wars movies, I think it'd still be enjoyable. Um, I do feel like Disney has a certain flavor that they've been putting on all of their new um, material with just, like, kind of... Little bit of like cheesy humor. Um, some, I don't know, like, uh, I'm kind of wondering how a 10 year old girl can magically outrun so many adult men. Um, I don't know. I, I saw <laughs> that <Leia> too. Is, <laughs> Leia is exceptionally fast. Um, but anyway, I mean, overall, it was good. I'm just happy to have something new and Star Wars related in my life. And again, love you and McGregor in the role. He's so fantastic. So, um, yeah, what did you guys think? Did you watch it? Uh, I, well, I think Jeff said he did not watch it. I watched uh, both episodes, and I enjoyed it as well. I was like, I didn't know if I was going to make it through the first one, but they kind of hooked me, and it was great to see that storyline going. Um, there was some, mm-hmm. there was, there's some moments in there which I'm like, uh, it feels a little like filler. But I, overall, you know, as children of of Star Wars, and I think it was check me on this, Jeff, because I know you always will. Wasn't it like the <laughs> 45th anniversary of the original Star Wars? This past week, yeah, yeah, that, May twenty something, nineteen seventy seven is. Uh, oh, that's when, why. When it first came okay. Out. Yeah, yeah, right. that was that. I thought that I was saw like connection a convention or something going on last week. Yep, last in week? in California at Anaheim, there was a, there was the Star Wars. Convention. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, Stein was there so. and a few other folks. Um, yeah. Was uh, he? We actually. Yeah, Stein was there and uh, some creators that we work with because then they went from that and they came up to the Stranger Things that we were thinking we were doing in LA Live, which was really cool. By the way, this season, uh, season four, I've watched the first four episodes. I think six are currently available and the last two will be uh, in July. So much more intense than uh, the. What year does it take place in? I haven't watched it yet. It takes place in 1986 now. Um, So it's been slowly moving up. Which is when Top Gun came out, right? It is. And in fact, there is a scene where like someone has a Tom Cruise poster on their wall. I think they have a Top Gun poster on their wall. Right. Uh, Definitely points to it. But yeah, there is definitely, there's always this sort of like a vibe and like, 
um, you know, what it, what it seems like and what they seem to be drawing from, from pop culture. And there's definitely a lot of like nightmare on Elm street sort of things that it just sort of feels like this year, way more gory, way more intense. Uh, hope you like spiders. I, I, like, I, I, I'm totally digging it, but like, uh, the lights were on in the house uh, that whole night after we finished watching the first few episodes because everyone was like, ah, I'm not ready to go to bed now. That sounds good. All right. so I like a scarier yeah. version. Yeah. Over the weekend, I mean, mostly, you know, Memorial Day weekend, there's always so much going on with friends, but I did squeeze in a little bit of game time. So I started Lost in Random, um, which I have to say, like, I'm a big Tim Burton movie fan. Um, and this felt very, very much just like a Tim Burton movie, but kind of an animated game. Um, I agree with you. I started playing it a couple weeks ago, and it's got the same stylings and some of the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one with the dice, right? Yeah, with the dice. And even yeah. like the, I don't know, there are just like all these little details. Like, so um, you're controlling this girl named Even who's looking for her sister, Odd. Um, and even as I'm just like walking through the house and like you can kind of, you know, you can like interact, you can like read or view the posters on the wall. Um, even just like the descriptions of like, oh, this was our great aunt Cordelia who could play every single music instrument and Uncle Jinx. And like, it just, everything feels very like kind of, macabre and like eerie and like Tim Burton-y and so I, I'm really right. enjoying this so far but yeah I haven't gotten too far in the gameplay I've only I've only gotten about an hour in so far um that's about as far as I'm in yeah yeah but but so far I really like it, it seems yeah I, I really like it so I'll I'll report back soon <laughs> yeah I talked about that a couple of weeks ago I, I was streaming it because it's available to it's available on xCloud that was one of the ones I was doing and it's it's definitely you know to your point Rebecca, it just feels so Tim Burton. The 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 sets, the characters, the the writing, the whole thing is yeah. really nice. Check it out. It's on Game Pass. I, I would recommend that. So um, anyway, well, that's kind of what we're playing. We we should probably stop here and and roll into the interviews. So why don't we go ahead and do that? And then I I I was doing any interviews this week. You guys did all the hard work. Uh, Rebecca, as we said earlier, you talked to Kate Rayner, the VP of the te- VP and technical director of the Coalition which is the studio behind Gears. We're going to hear about her and what she's doing to sponsor um, Pride Month here at Microsoft and inside Xbox. And then Elliot Shu is going to come on with you, Jeff, and you guys are going to show off the brand new Pride controller, which is available for purchase the first time ever. So let's take a look. Please welcome to the show, Kate Rayner, the VP and Technical Director at The Coalition. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I have to say, I absolutely love what you're wearing. Also, the, the bright pink blazer is such a statement, and it's fantastic. <laughs> well, I figured since you know it's Pride, and you know the theme for the for the podcast today, I would really you know show my colors today. I love it. Oh, it makes me want to go shopping. Um, anyway, sorry. So let's dive into it. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your role at the Coalition and just your background in gaming? Sure. Uh, so I am uh, the vi- uh, vice president, technical director at The Coalition, which is one of our Xbox game studios. Um, I'm also an exec co-sponsor of our women in gaming group at The Coalition uh, and the Rainbow Coalition, our LGBTQIA plus employee resource group. And I'm also on the board of Women in Gaming International. I've been with Microsoft for 10 years, and I've been making video games since the late 90s. So don't do the math on that. You know, I've been doing <laughs> yeah. it for, 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 for a long time. Um, and here I oversee the engineering of the Gears of War franchise, and I work with an amazing, talented, and diverse team. 
Um, you know, Gears, the most recent version, Gears 5, we featured a, a female protagonist. We had pride banners and LGBTQ-themed um, personalization items that we added to it. Recently, I worked on The Matrix Awakens. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Wachowski sisters, and so being able to be involved in that next-gen um, video game demo was, was really a highlight. Uh, so, yeah, so that's me at Microsoft. I really just partner with Xbox and industry to evolve game development for all game developers. That's lovely. Can you tell me a little bit more about your uh, role with the Women in Gaming and the Rainbow Coalition? Um, I, I've talked to a few folks at, you know, like Asians yeah. of Xbox and like the Women in Gaming Xbox org, but I just, I love the, the work that folks are doing at different companies to make folks feel included. So if you don't mind. <laughs> Yeah, sure. So, I mean, with these groups, it's really about uplifting and raising the voices and ensuring there's an open, welcoming community for uh, for uh, women and LGBTQI plus individuals within the studio. This group is also a sounding board for our studio in terms of uh, how we... Uh, our culture, the diversity, our hiring practices, and also in the games we make, uh, giving feedback to ensure that what we're doing is representative, authentic, and inclusive. Oh, I love that. I mean, yeah. honestly, you know, everyone can talk about diversity and representation as much as they want, but what it comes down to is having those voices and those kinds of resources within the company and listening to them, right? Like, um, yeah. even for for, you know, like last month was Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And so mm -hmm. there were like all these like surveys that went out to like the Asians at Xbox group around like which, um, you know, like which games we should be highlighting and things like that. So, um, yeah, I just I I just love to meet other people who are making folks feel welcome uh, in their in their places at work. So well, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I said, last month was Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and this month mm -hmm. is Pride Month. Um, and it's it's honestly such an honor to be talking to you. Um, if you don't mind, I'd love to hear about your experiences. You know, last year you came out as transgender publicly. Um, yeah. And first, I just wanted to say, I, I actually remember reading your uh, your note on Twitter, and I like being happy for you from a distance. It's always such a, mm -hmm. I think it's such a beautiful moment when people can like be really proud of who they are, and it takes so much courage. Um, and then tell me if I am interpreting this correctly, but you know, I saw a lot of our teammates, um, you know, share some support and like, you know, messages of, you know, just um, like really being happy for you in this moment. So do you mind just letting us know, like, how was that experience for you? Sure. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's quite a journey. Uh, so I won't go into all, like all the details of it, but, you know, I am a transgender woman. I, I've known this since a very young age. Um, but I grew, I grew up in the eighties and nineties and there was no positive representation that I saw of gay people, let alone transgender women. And there was a lot of fear and phobia. And I internalized that fear and kept myself hidden for, for decades. Um, but where I did express myself was in online spaces and in video games, right? Starting with, you know, text-based RPG adventures, uh, roguelike games like NetHacks, games like World of Warcraft and Second Life and The Sims. You know, these are games where I can choose my gender and I can explore my identity in a safe space. Uh, so, you know, I was really fascinated by virtual worlds and that was really my entry into video game development. Um, you know, around 10 years ago, I came to a point where I couldn't continue the path that I was on. I was covering who I was and I could no longer pretend to be something I was not. 
I'd seen more acceptance and changes in the parts of the world, where, parts of the world where I live, but also in yeah. Xbox that that signaled, um, you know, that coming out while still doing what I love was a possibility. So, you know, most importantly, I started doing the work to untangle years of of repressing who I was. So, as you so as you noted, right, I came out. Um, I actually came out a few years ago to you know my closest circle of friends, and then at Xbox in early 2021, and it really was life saving, uh, not being you know not having to cover who I was, and being able to continue to do what I love while bringing my full self to work. Uh, the response was really unexpected. I really didn't know, um, you know, how that would go. Uh, but it, the support I felt from the gaming community was, uh, was really fantastic. And it really let me see that, you know, perhaps there was an opportunity for me to have impact and to be that, you know, that visible person that I didn't see when I was growing up. And so, you know, I'm really, really, you know, honored to be able to be on the podcast today and, uh, you know, and talk about Pride. Yeah, oh, I I love that so yeah. much. Just honestly, it's it's you you are truly inspiring. Like it's really wonderful that you know. Um, I think that Xbox is you know for all that we say we want to have this like welcoming community, we want to encourage a good community. We really need to reflect that within ourselves also, and so that comes down to making you know our teammates feel supported and welcome. And I'm you know really proud to work on a team where people feel like they can bring their true selves to work. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I. But going back to the the gaming community, so I think Mm -hmm. I read a stat recently that, you know, most gamers feel like their identity in games is a better reflection of themselves than their real world identity, which is true. Like, you know, this is a very like superficial example. But when I was a kid, I would like choose to have blue hair in games because that was (laughs) what I wanted to be. But my, you know, conservative mother would never let me have that. Um, How do you feel about identity in games? Like, do you think? uh, Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm thinking about dyeing my hair for Pride Month. So I'm, I mean, that's, <laughs> Love that's, it. it's definitely, it's definitely resonating with me. So, you know, I think for, you know, for me, that definitely reflects my experience being able to, um, you know, explore my identity in a safe way, but also, um, you know, be able to be in communities that are supporting and accepting, um, you know, within gaming, um, for, you know, for Xbox, uh, it's really, you know, a chance for us to be, you know, truly intersectional by celebrating the vast arrays of people and identities that make up the vibrant Xbox LGBTQIA plus global gaming community. And so there's a, you know, we work on creating safe spaces where all LGBTQIA plus people can, can belong and everyone is invited to play as their authentic self and, you know, to have a community, a community that welcomes self-expression. Yeah. And can you tell me a little bit more about how Xbox is celebrating Pride Month and how the community could get involved? Sure. Um, so there's a lot. There's a lot of things going on. And so it's really exciting. It. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, so there is, um, in addition to the Pride Xbox controller, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, um, we're celebrating Pride Month in a number of ways. And that all starts with giving back to the community. Uh, Microsoft is continuing a longstanding support of LGBTQI plus organizations. Uh, over the last year, Microsoft has donated over $8 million to organizations that support LGBTQI plus communities. In addition, we're contributing an additional $170,000 to, um, to different LGBTQI plus 
organizations, Outright Action International, African Rainbow Family, Fulcrum UA, National Center for Transgender Equality, Mermaids, The Lavender Project, uh, really all to help in the fight for LGBTQI plus equity and equality. Now, players who you know, want to contribute and be part of this can donate their Microsoft Awards points from, uh, you know, from Xbox, from playing games. You can kind of, you can earn them. And then you can donate these to, uh, in the U.S., to Mermaids, Outright Action International, and the National Center for Transgender Equality. And you can also donate to Mermaids uh, in the U.K. from the U.K. Marketplace. Um, that's a lot. So yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot there. I mean, I you know, I just want to take a second and just talk about how important this is to me and how impactful. You know, the donations and the um, and the communities that are chosen are uh, that are picked are chosen by the LGBTQI plus community within Microsoft, and really, uh, you know, these are nonprofits that have real impact. Uh, I especially love that we have Fulcrum UA, uh, which is helping LGBTQI plus people in the Ukraine. And National Center and Lavender Rights are specifically focused in addressing transgender rights. So, um, yeah, so, you <laughs> yeah. know, so... You know, so that that's a huge part of the Pride campaign. But of course, there's also the game. So we're focusing and spotlighting a number of Xbox and Windows games that reflect the experiences uh, and resonate with LGBTQI plus communities. So this includes, you know, queer creators, uh, games with LGBTQI plus lead characters, games with relationship options, inclusive character creation options. And so, you know, examples are uh, unsighted, which is available on Xbox Game Pass, No Longer Home, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, uh, Dead by Daylight, and Tell Me Why. Now, Tell Me Why is actually going to be free to download and play all through the month of June. Oh, that's wonderful. And this is, yeah, it's really, it's really an amazing game. Um, and, you know, it, it, it features the first transgender playable character in gaming, and, you know, it, it shows a lived experience that's often underrepresented uh, in media and entertainment, uh, as we know. Uh, the yes. Xbox Publishing group, group is accompanying that with donations of $25,000 to each of Transgender Law Center and Trans Lifeline. These are two nonprofits that offer resources to support trans, non-binary, and genderqueer people. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, yeah. But... I, you know, I think one one thing I just want to go back to that you mentioned is the Microsoft rewards. So um, mm -hmm. we should, I think within the Xbox Wire post, we should have a link, but it's like the easiest way for people to, to donate without, um, you know, actually taking money out of their pocket. Like people are earning rewards just by playing games, by using Microsoft products. And so it's honestly the easiest way to just help contribute to groups that are really making an impact within the LGBTI LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There, I, there's also a number of live streams that are going to be going on throughout the month. Uh, on June 23rd, there is going to be a Tell Me Why uh, fundraising live stream through Trans, live, uh, Trans Lifeline. Uh, and then through the Xbox Twitch channel throughout the month, there's going to be live streaming of different LGBTQI you know, plus creators, uh, developers, and nonprofits, uh, a whole bunch of really, really cool uh, streamers. So definitely check out the Xbox Twitch channel this month. Honestly, the number of ways that Xbox is supporting Pride Month is fantastic. But, you know, I think um, 
you know, it's, it's not just a moment of like celebration. It's also about hearing voices, getting involved in supporting organizations. I mean, as, you know, as a member of the LGBTQIA plus community, like what does pride mean to you? Like how important is this month? Yeah. I mean, you know, pride means a lot of things. It means a few things to me. It's really about celebrating and uplifting the LGBTQI plus community. It's about being visible and celebrating our diversity. It's being myself unapologetically and being unafraid to express who I am and who I love. But, you know, pride is also a protest. It, it started as a riot going back to Stonewall in 1969. It then became an annual march a peaceful protest and support for gay rights. And then, you know, that's gone around the world. And now we, we call it Pride, Pride Month. Um, you know, there has been a lot of progress in the last 53 years, but there is still a lot to march for. Um, LGBTQI plus people continue to be actively discriminated against without equal rights in so many different parts of the world. Being in this community sometimes feels like things are going backwards, which means it's more than uh, more important than ever to uplift the voices of LGBTQI plus people to combat discrimination. Yes. So, yeah. So, you know, when I think of pride, I, I really think about both of those things. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like you said, things have come a long way, but there is still mm. so much more that can be done. Like <sighs> I remember back when I was like 18, me and my friends joined this local Seattle pride yeah. parade March. And, you know, back then it was one of my best friends who he was like, you know, I don't have the right to get married to who I love. Yeah. And, you know, things, things have improved, but of course there's always room for improvement, especially around the world. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we could have a really long conversation about this, but I don't yeah. think this is perhaps the right place about it. But, you well, know, I think really it's about uplifting and focusing, uh, you know, this community, uh, my community, you know, during the month of Pride. I'm really, really excited for all the things that Xbox is doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have one final question. And just to tie it back to games, um, sure. how do you feel about current LGBTQIA plus representation in games? Like, what do you think could be improved or what kind of changes would mm. you like to see? Well, there definitely has been, you know, progress. I'd say that progress has been a bit more prevalent in indie games and the AAA space. For sure. um, you know, what, what I'd love to see is more authentic representation of LGBTQI identities in games that don't just center on their identity, where they're, they're deep developed characters, and that's just part of, part of who they are. I think, you know, when it comes to online communities, having created character options that are inclusive of uh, gender, the full spectrum, where you can really put your identity in that game and do it in an authentic way, is, uh, is really important. So I'd like to see more of that in any game that has sort of creative character type features. I think, you know, if I think of some of the games that have, you know, come out, there's great examples, like some of the ones that we talked about uh, earlier. Uh, but, you know, historically, sometimes the communities that uh, game developers are seeking to represent are not included in the development enough. And so, uh, you know, we have in Microsoft, we have our Games for Everyone uh, feedback crew, which has members of all of our different um, communities that can feedback and work with the game teams to ensure that, you know, the, the representation from those communities are involved in the, in those games. And for, you know, third-party game developers, you know, they can work with the communities that are on their team, right? Having more diverse individuals making these games and then bringing them into the development process will make games that are more inclusive of 
you know, the very diverse gaming community that, uh, that plays our games. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wise, wise words for game developers, <laughs> honestly. Um, thank you so much for joining us. It was really lovely to hear your perspective and your experience. Um, you know, all month long, Xbox has celebrations going on. You can follow our social channels. Um, I'd also love to give you a chance to plug your social if you don't mind. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. So, um, so on Twitter, I am uh, Kate underscore J Rayner. Um, and my gamer tag is Molly Million 732. So Molly Millions kind of call out to uh, Neuromancer. So, um, anyways, so it's an obscure reference. So, um, uh, anyways, yeah, thank you. Yeah, this a lot to be excited for this Pride Month. So, thank you again for joining us, Kate. All right. Okay. Thank you for having me. Last year, Xbox produced a limited batch of Pride controllers and shared it with LGBTQIA players and creators around the world. Now, while the response was very positive, many of you asked to make this design universally available. Well, we heard you. And we're excited to make this year's Pride controller not just available, but customizable through Xbox Design Lab. How did this happen? Well, we're going to be talking to Elliot Shu, the principal device designer who helped design this year's Pride controller. And uh, he's here now to tell us more about it. Elliot, thanks for joining us. Uh, can you tell us about what, is, what does a principal design uh, designer do? Well, it's uh, pretty um, interesting, very fun. Uh, love my job here. But yeah, every day is... Uh, different challenges. Um, obviously, coming through the pandemic, um, having to work on hardware products where we need to be hands-on was was quite difficult. And then uh, coming here into the hybrid world, I mean, it's a it's a new way of working. Um, and very, very interesting um, how, you know, balancing safety, uh, getting people into the studio to be able to talk about our devices, touch and feel them. But um, yeah, every day's you know a new challenge. Uh, it's really rewarding, really fun. But we uh, we get to be creative. We get to push engineering as hard as we can. Uh, so that's always fun. Well, as far as creativity is concerned, I think uh, y'all outdid yourself here with this year's Pride controller. Can you talk talk about your role in uh, bringing this to life? Yes. So I'm the designer on the uh, the actual hardware of um, Xbox Design Lab. So. In this particular case, the controller platform is done. We have all the colors in Xbox Design Lab. This year, particularly for Pride, we wanted to release a product that went out to market. Um, and so my role here was working with uh, Alexei Fedorov, who is the head of our Pride campaign uh, here at Microsoft, and with the LGBTQIA plus community uh, within Microsoft on creating a controller uh, an expression here that represented the community, um, talked about uh, the equality and, and the diversity of not just Microsoft, but for everyone and, and gaming community and, and everyone across the world. So it really was a pride and joy. It's been something we've been wanting to do for a long time. Uh, Alexi and I and the pride team have been working on uh, pride products since 2019, you know, officially launching stuff. But pandemic hit, we, we were, you know, uh, tight on resources and things. And, you know, we still managed to do a lot of things. Uh, like you had mentioned, Jeff, the, the Pride Controller last year was a very, very limited, uh, not for sale. Uh, obviously, the, um, the, the response was massive. And, you know, we heard you, we're listening, and we're here to, to give you the next generation of that. Right. So when we heard everybody say, hey, this is something we would want to get, um, 
you could have, I think, probably just put that controller for sale, but you all yes. went a, a step further in terms of uh, enabling customization. So you could talk, can you talk about how everybody can make their Pride controller really, really theirs and unique to them? Yeah, and, and that was twofold. Uh, one, um, as the, you know, LGBTQIA+, plus, you know, the, the, the community evolves and, and we're continuing to learn and continue to represent all the identities within the communities across the world. Uh, we've added more and more flags, more and more representation. So we couldn't just, you know, rip and replace last year's, put it in here because there would be other uh, communities that weren't represented. So we really this year focused on getting all 34 communities represented on this controller. Um, I have it here. Uh, this is this is the controller. It's, it's in your background, Jeff, but you can see it here, physically in the flesh here. Um, and to your point, with with regards to Design Lab, one of the things you know we we've also heard is, you know, a lot of Pride uh, products are limited run. They're they're just for for June and the Western uh, culture and only for that particular moment. But Pride is not a moment. It's it's people's lives. It's it's something. You know, identity is something that's important. It's, it's your life. And so one of the mechanisms we have with Xbox Design Lab is, one, we're able to offer, offer this year-round. So this will be a permanent part of the collection for Xbox Design Lab, meaning no one has to go and rush to get this or feel like they were excluded from being able to, to get the Pride controller. You can get this at any time. It will be there. Uh, the second piece is with Design Lab, I mean, what better way to to sort of talk about identities and talk about, you know, your particular personality, except through customization. So you have this pride top case um, and, and side caps. You have this body that has the 34 flags on there, but then everything else around it, the, the thumbsticks, the, the, the bumpers, the triggers, the back case, you can customize that with all the colors in Xbox Design Lab, whether you want to represent your own personality, a particular flag that you have affinity to, uh, and just add that little extra touch to it that makes it yours. And that's one of the things we were just, when we were you know, juggling all this is like, do we do this for retail, limited quantities, whatnot? Design Lab just seemed to be one, the perfect place to do it. It had the right you know, story. And then just allowing people to be able to, to, to have a piece of the design and be part of that process is, is also great. And of course, with all Design Lab, there is the ability to do engraving. So you can put that little message under there that, you know, your gamer tag, whatever it is that you want to do, uh, and really just, you know, become part of that design. Yeah, I'm a big fan of adding the grips. So I know that's uh, yes. something that you can do uh, on, on the handle part. Um, uh, so, yeah, but it's up to you. Add, add what you like. The controller specifically is about allowing people to uh, have a piece of, of pride represented in a physical, tangible piece of hardware. And I think it says a lot when a company is going to put forth um, the effort to, to release a product. And for us, not just a limited quantity, not just for this particular moment, but also leaving it out there so that, you know, it's a year round thing. So anyone can and everybody will get it. There will not be a supply shortage. Okay, so we're here at the beginning of Pride, June 1st. Uh, Pride in the U.S., you've made a good point because uh, different countries celebrate uh, Pride in, in different parts of the year. Uh, yes. But here in the U.S., generally typical uh, kickoff for Pride. When and how can uh, interested people uh, get a hold of this Pride controller? Yeah, this will be available uh, to the public on June 9th and will be available through Xbox Design Lab. So xbox.com slash Xbox Design Lab. 
And you can find all that information uh, as well on the Xbox Wire post. All right, last question. Any particular touches? You're a designer. And so uh, I think there's probably, it's not just what jumps out at you, but the little things or any little things about the Pride controller that you're particularly proud of, you want to make sure people notice once they get it into their hands. Yeah, one thing was, um, you know, the complexities of this this project. I mean, one, we, we, we wanted to be very careful and, and this is why we we worked with uh, the lgbtqia plus community within microsoft um getting feedback and working with alexi um in, in tying with the pride campaign but every single flag of the 34 flags are represented on this top case some are a little bit further in the background some are in the foreground but you'll be able to find it every single one um funny you know backstory with the design is uh, there is no brand guideline for for the Pride community. So if you ever, you know, Pride, you guys need a brand guideline. I think we're, we've started that that process here. But we had to get all these colors in, and um, and you know, I think we consolidated down to like twenty one different colors. But even that, you know, was quite a handful to be able to uh, to, to consolidate and get all correct here. But you know, we're we're really proud of just really being able to represent everyone in this colorful and, um, you know, really intersectional way through the graphic. Elliot Shu, thanks again so much for sharing the journey of the Pride Controller. Looking forward to seeing it uh, really arrive at folks' hands uh, later this month and happy Pride. Thank you. Yeah, happy Pride, everyone. I hope you guys get a chance to get your hands on one and, and please post it, please share it. We'd love to see the, the customization personalized you guys all do. Thank you. Great job in the interviews, Jeff and Rebecca. Thank you very much. Pride Month, got great Pride interviews. Uh, we were some really, really fascinating people. And being able to talk about Pride and what it means to each individual and being able to put it in to realize it within a product is also a lot of fun. So thank you for that interview, Jeff. Thank you, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Um, looking, I've got, I've got my watch band on, so I'm feeling very <laughs> pridey right now, if you notice. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's that's kind of what we have there, Jeff. We got a little bit of news. Um, some of some of this is Pride news. So why don't we go ahead and do some of the yeah yeah, here, and then we'll wrap up and let you, let you on your way. A couple quick hits uh, in addition to that 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 Pride controller. Um, Tell me why is going to be available uh, free to download for the entire month of June. Um, and tell me why we'll be dancing. We'll be donating to the uh, Transgender Law Center and Trans Lifeline, who are two nonprofit organizations uh, that offer resources and support to uh, trans and non-binary and genderqueer people, um, as well uh, as the, the Tell Me Why team will be, uh, Don't Nod, will be hosting live streams as well. Speaking of live streams, uh, for the next couple of weeks, if you tune in to twitch.tv slash Xbox, we are inviting members of the LGBTQIA community to come and host uh, and do takeovers as we frequently do. So you get to meet some new people, some really great uh, folks like I Am Branded and uh, Lainey Love so and Nicotine. So but yeah, make sure you come by uh, over the next couple of weeks and welcome them uh, uh, to the Xbox community. They're already part of the Xbox community, but you may not have met them. And then there is uh, all sorts of in-game content in games like Halo Infinite. Uh, uh, there's rainbow liveries within the Forza franchise. So if you tune into your, you know, the games that continually update like that, there's a good chance you will see uh, Pride content, being able to uh, fly the flag of your preference um, and or you know represent over on your vehicle uh, in the case of Forza. Yep. And we have... Uh, ever popular pride gear over on the xbox gear shop so make sure you check that out at gear.xbox.com 
couple of I've quick been over hits there a here. while. I'm actually going over to take a look at it. They they always do such a great job. They refresh every season. Well. Yeah. 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 So it's time uh time time for them. This should really be the official gear outfitter of the Xbox podcast, it feels like. I'm just Well, they they, they come on putting all together. That out. Wow, look at look at this look at this beautiful glass. Look at all this stuff over there. Yeah, we'll have we'll have James Monosmith on from the team to come on. He usually comes on and shows some stuff off. We'll have him on when uh, maybe in the next month or so. So go ahead, Jeff. Size Sorry. large, James. Size large, James. Uh, <laughs> all right. So real quickly, uh, it's June. It's a new month. Games with gold. So Avon Colony, which is really cool, is like a RTS that I had, or a tower defense game that I ended up getting uh, really into a year or two ago. That is available now, as is the very famous uh, Super Meat Boy. Uh, and then in the second half of the month, look out for Project High Rise, Architects Edition, and Rascals. That's S-K-U-L-L-S, not Little Rascals. Larry, don't get too excited. So, um, da, 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 see, I knew you would have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and, uh, you know, as we do every couple of weeks, uh, the Xbox Game Pass is always, a team is always keeping uh, ahead of us and coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. A lot of really great games. So we had uh, announced this earlier uh, partnership with Ubisoft, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins on cloud console and PC and For Honor Marching Fire Edition on cloud console and PC. Those are coming here uh, uh, this month. So June, well, today, June 1st, uh, For Honor is available. And on June 7th, somebody awesome's birthday, it is uh, Assassin's Creed Origins coming out. Uh, also on June 7th, a couple of the games, Chorus, which is a uh, like a open world starship RPG that I got very into earlier this year. Definitely worth taking a look at, and it's in Game Pass now, or it will be on June 7th. And uh, that one gets my check it out you know, highest marks there because uh, it's, it just doesn't do a lot of things. I, I just don't see in that starship. There we go. Two thumb, two thumbs up. Find a third thumb. Yes. Third, three thumbs up. Uh, two thumb sticks group, up. Which, there we go. Yes. Exa- oh, that's good. That's good. One, Larry. Yes. Here's the, here's the third thumb stick for my elite controller. <laughs> that I took, took off. Just happened to have it right there. Three thumb sticks up. Uh, disc room. Uh, when I tweeted about this, the, the, this, uh, these new updates, a couple of people told me to check out Disc Room. The year is 2089, and a giant disc has appeared in orbit of Jupiter. Uh, okay, well, that sounds interesting. I'll try that out. And then Space Lines from the Far Like a out, disc like a, a Frisbee? A disc comedic. like a flying saucer? Got a, Larry, no spoilers, Larry. We don't you okay, have to figure okay, that out. Okay. Uh, and then also, uh, just dialing back, because this is a big one, June 2nd. Probably around the time you're hearing this, Ninja Gaiden: The Master Collection. That is all three uh, Ninja Gaiden game uh, series from Ninja Gaiden, all previously released game modes, DLC costumes, all in one set. The Ninja Gaiden series is amazing. Uh, did you know that was so? When I got my original Xbox, the I bought it with Ninja Gaiden, uh, which is the very you know first one of these, and it was just mind blowing, like how awesome it was. It was a very hard game that somehow I managed to beat. Like at some point, I clicked, and I'm still proud. I'm trying of to remember that game. That would yeah, have been 2000. And... We... What year would that have been? Four. 2003. I maybe. Was... Yeah, because it's right when I remember when I write, write. It's right when I joined the Xbox team, and the the program manager who was in the office next to me. What was his name? Oh, I know. I remember now. And he was a real huge Ninja Gaiden fan, and he would every afternoon from like two to four, he'd have he'd have like 
competitions in there and i never really i I never i failed miserably i was terrible at but i would go in there and he was just amazing and some of the people on the team were were just doing it so i i I have a fond memory of that game just uh from my early days at xbox great game that was march of 2004 i think that's when i got my own xbox i mean i'd played halo before that on other people's xbox but i remember getting that and just being completely blown away with that game so uh this has all three of them i think there's a time where you've yeah, I mean, the ga- these games go to crazy places. So I uh, highly recommend you yeah. check it out. They are like sort of the vanguard of like a third person action game. You know, not an RPG, but like a straight yep. up action game. Like like in the vein of Devil May Cry or Bayonetta uh, and, and stuff like that. And, oh, and I would say Ninja Gaiden is, is right there. So uh, you should check that out. And last but not least, last Friday... Uh, or, or over the weekend was uh, Star Wars Celebration and uh, timing out really well with Obi-Wan Kenobi. And on the game side, the big announcement was Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is the yes. follow-up oh, to Star yeah. Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which introduced us to Cal Kestis, had sort of a Soulsy sort of uh, gameplay. BD-1. Uh, BD-1 was awesome. I feel like we've seen BD-1 show up in an episode of Mandalorian, didn't we? Or, or, or I guess uh, technically... Um, uh, Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett. We, like we saw BD One show up, but uh, anyway, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is coming out in 2023. I'm sure we'll learn a lot more, but uh, the fact that what is one of the best Star Wars games ever made, Fallen Order, will be having a follow up. That's something to be very excited about. So, we'll, I love. Did you did you finish that one, Rebecca? Did you play that one? I didn't. I played. I played a little bit of it, but yeah, I didn't finish it. You should go back and play it. I mean, that is that was to Jeff's point. That was an amazing game and amazing experience. And I went back and you know tried to do all the do all the extra missions and all of that. It's just you 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 feel so good playing that game, and you really I had a lot of fun with it. So I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, I'm very excited to see how they how they handle like because by the end of that game, you're. You're, you're a badass. Like you've got a lot of yeah. abilities. There's a lot of things you can do with your lightsaber. You've upgraded your lightsaber multiple times and have multiple one, like it could split. And do, anyway, you could do really, really cool stuff. So I'm curious to see how do they bring that into the next one? Does he lose his lightsaber? Does he have the, all his powers? You know, how, how, where do you go from here? So, but it's made by Respawn. We trust those folks. And, it's going to be great. Yeah. And it's, and it's being built for Series Xbox X and S, so it's going to be a pretty, pretty crazy experience. So I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, a lot of, lot of Star Wars news, and I'm sure, like you said, with the convention, yeah. I saw a lot of, lot of stuff coming out of there. Both, you know, we had the, we had, um, you know, the, the the series release and the game information come out. This has been fun seeing all the photos coming out of the out of the event. So that was fun too. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I guess that's. I guess count. Let me just check my notes here, Jeff. I think you covered every. You guys covered everything. It's uh, it's great. I mean, I know this is a little bit of a different release because we're doing we're releasing this on a Wednesday or we released on a Wednesday, depending upon when you're listening to this, just to kick off Pride Month. Just a reminder that we do not have a show next week, um, Jeff. I we're dark. Just so you know, that's that's how you that's what you say. Ah, uh, is that what you um, call it in the in the biz? Is that that's oh, what we call okay. it in the biz? Jeff loves uh, learning about be, show business terms. <laughs> he does, but uh, we want to remind you to join us June 12th for the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase. We've got a, a, a great lineup of uh, surprises planned for you. Uh, I will be in Melbourne, Australia at the FanFest down there. I know that we had the sign-up a few weeks ago, so I think it's all filled. I'm looking forward to meeting everybody down there. We've got an event going on in Spain, Toronto. Jeff and Rebecca, you'll be at, in L.A., correct? I will be there. 
I'll actually be in Seattle, but uh, okay. So you're going to be here, and we're all going elsewhere. So that's just the way it is. But I know, I know you guys are going to be very excited. So just go to youtube.com forward slash Xbox, Twitch TV forward slash uh, forward slash Xbox. We're going to be streaming it everywhere: Twitter, Facebook. uh, Larry, I can't wait for you to go and to just tell us what the weather's like in Australia. I can't wait. We'll be able to do it, (laughs) and then Rebecca, you can tell me what the weather's like in Seattle. And I'll tell you what the weather's like in LA. It's going to be completely different well, than what it we was are going to be coming back. We are going to be coming back after the showcase um, for a special podcast episode, of which I'll be joining remotely. You guys will both, you all will both be in studio. We'll have some special guests. So looking forward to getting back into the groove with a lot of new things to talk about. So until then, uh, happy Pride Month if you're in the US or wherever you are, if it's your Pride Month. Otherwise, you can celebrate it whenever you celebrate it. And we'll see you guys in a few weeks. And don't forget, Sunday, June 12th, the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.